Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Mackenzie. And we're both grade 12 students at Ascension Collegiate. I remember when Pastor Isaiah moved here and like he said, we're gonna, like Alpha is gonna happen in the next couple of years. I just remember like, okay, like cool, it's gonna happen. And we got back from YC and I was walking my dog and I sent Pastor Isaiah a text like, I want Alpha to start up. And he was 100% supportive, 100% on board. And he was like, let's meet and like talk about this, see how we can get it going. So initially, first, we were both really scared to be like, starting up this like group that wasn't really like, how do I say it? Cool. Cool, yeah. <laughs> cool in our school and like seeing all of our friends like watch us be like leaders of this group and like put it up. Uh, the first year that we ran it, there was this one girl who everybody knew she was a Satanist and we obviously weren't expecting her to go to Alpha, but she did, which is amazing because like we weren't really sure about the input she would put into conversations, but she was probably the one that talked the most and probably in the most like encouraging way for other people to talk. A year-ish later, my friend texted me and was like, hey, you know that Satanist girl that went to Alpha? She's now, like, she considers herself to be a Christian, so that was really, really, really cool. So, like, if anyone wanted to start an Alpha and you're afraid, you can't let fear stop you from doing it. Because, like, if you let fear stop you, then you're missing out on all these great opportunities to reach out to people and to make an impact in people's lives. Hello to our great big PAONL family, and of course to family and friends gathering with us online from around the world. Welcome to our second PAONL online family Easter service. Easter is such an important time for the church to gather as we celebrate the death and resurrection of Christ and his victory over sin, death, evil, and the grave. And of course, while we'd rather be having this huge celebration with you in person, we're so glad to be gathering with you here online so that we can worship together. Tonight, we're gonna to be hearing from our general executive officers, and we have a special treat for you. Our global workers from around the world will be bringing greetings. Now, for obvious reasons, we couldn't send a camera crew, so you might notice a slight difference in the audio and visual quality of those segments. We also have Owen Roberts leading us in worship, and Krista Noble will be sharing a special in song. But don't be passive observers. Let's be active participants tonight. Sing along, post your favorite lyrics in the chat, 
welcome each other, and of course, interact with us during the prayer time. So whether you came tonight looking for community, for healing, to experience the presence of God, or maybe you just happened on this feed on a friend's Facebook page, we want to let you know that you're not here by accident. You belong here. Welcome to church. Good evening, everybody. It is so good to be together on this Resurrection Sunday. We invite you just to uh, open up your minds, open up your hearts, and let's just worship the risen King tonight. Let's sing this out. Who breaks the power? Who breaks the power? I'm singing in darkness.
Kelly and we just want to say a big hello from Vietnam and to say thank you so much for all your prayers love and support the verse that we have in mind for our family and for our ministry this year is is in Isaiah 43 verse 19 and it says uh, behold I am doing a new thing now it springs forth do you not perceive it I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert and with everything that went on last year uh, we believe that God is doing something new and that we, now is not the time to look to the past, but to look to the future to see what God is doing. And so we're really, really excited about what is going on in this country and what is going on all around the world. So we love you guys and thank you so much for your prayer and support. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Hello, Newfoundland and Labrador. Greetings to all our family and uh, friends. I want to take this time to wish you a happy Easter. Uh, we are the Pennies from Senegal. I'm Guy, this is Jane, and Micah. And the verse I'll share with you today is from uh, Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, uh, one that we use often here in our ministry. It has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Hi, uh, a verse that I've been thinking of these past few days is Psalm 73 and verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Psalm 73 and verse 28. Jeremiah 17, 7. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in him. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. Happy Easter. God bless. Hello, everyone. Hi from, um, I'm Cavell, and this is Peter, Dove. And hello from our children as well, Matthew, Benjamin, and Charles. We uh, want to wish you all a happy Easter, and we are so grateful for our family, our friends, and our partnering churches in Newfoundland and Labrador. This is the first Easter that we have been in Canada for uh, 20 years, and it's an unusual one. <laughs> it's without the trappings that would normally we would normally have in the sense of large festive occasions at church where we celebrate together or family gatherings. So it's an unusual time, but yet we are grateful, we are thankful, our hearts are full of 
just we are so blessed and we're so thankful for each of you. We're thankful for our ministry partners in Asia and beyond. And we have uh, so many things that we are um, just counting our blessings as we reflect on the gift of Jesus to to us at Easter. Well, I'd like to share a short little scripture with you from Micah chapter 6, 8. And that might seem strange for Resurrection Sunday, but in Micah, the prophet reminds us that he has shown you, O oh man, what the Lord requires of you. And ask that question. And he says, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. And I think that just speaks to us, particularly when we think about um, our work in Myanmar and Thailand and so many needs there that you participate in and helping meet those needs. And so it's just a big burden on our heart, but also a celebration knowing that the resurrected Lord enables us to be able to do that. So like Cavell said, we do want to wish you a very happy Easter and thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. Hey, happy Easter, everyone. This is T and J coming to you from an undisclosed location. At Easter, we remember the core of the gospel, the event that changed everything. And one passage we'd like to share with you, which is our reason for doing the type of work that we do, is Romans 10, 14 to 15. It says, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? So we want to thank you for sending, and we pray that someday we will have a church of local believers celebrating Easter with us, where the church is not yet. The moon and stars, they wept, the morning sun was dead. The Savior of the world was fallen. His body on the cross, His blood poured out for us. The weight of every curse upon Him.
You know, even during a pandemic, we have so much to be thankful for, so much to thank God for. Because we serve a risen Savior, we serve a Savior who is alive, who has rose triumphantly over sin, over death, over the grave. And thankfully, He's even rose, risen victorious over all of our challenges and struggles. Romans 8 tells us that those very famous words that we are more than conquerors through him. And so what a beautiful promise that is, that we are, we are overcomers no matter what comes our way. And then we also hear the Bible tell us, and Paul said to young Pastor Timothy, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline, depending on your translation. And then Isaiah chapter 26 reminds us that the Lord will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in Him. And so today we can be steadfast and we can fully trust in the Lord our God as we go to Him in prayer. And what a privilege it is to pray. 
And we're so thankful for that today. We're so thankful that we can bear one another's needs and burdens and situations. There's so much indeed, while we have a lot to be thankful for, there are a lot of needs amongst us. And so today, just before I pray, I just want to identify three things that I, out of all the many needs that I just suggest to us to maybe stand out today. The first one would be our global workers. And as you have already heard in our program today, and as you'll hear again, that our global workers really need our prayers. While they're sending us their greetings, we need to be praying for them because uh, sometimes they face even greater challenges, especially during this pandemic, than what we might hear in Canada. And so we want to pray for our global workers today, lift them up before the Lord. Also want to pray for those who are struggling, especially during this pandemic. Uh, maybe it's because of sickness. Uh, maybe you have contracted COVID at some point, and hopefully by the time you watch this, you have, you have overcome. Uh, you've been healed. You've been made well. But maybe there are others who face some extra challenges. We think especially of, of our rotational workers who have to many times stay away from their family even as they return home simply because they need to self-isolate. So many dynamics. People have lost jobs. And there have been many fallout because many fallouts because of this. And so we want to pray for those. But I third one and last one, and maybe the most important one I sense in my heart today, is I'd like to pray for our pastors. As you know, your pastor has been uh, endeavoring to faithfully minister the word of God during this pandemic. And uh, it's been uh, a great challenge as uh, they have gone online, and then gone back into the building, gone back online. And I'm sure that uh, probably most, if not all, of our pastors are feeling the strain. Maybe they share it with you, maybe they might not, because they're wanting to be positive, they're wanting to be there for you, and so they're trying to put the best face forward. So today I would like for us to pray for our pastors. And so to, I just want to say to all church leadership, to church boards, to congregations, just be mindful of the fact that uh, your pastor needs that extra care as they've been endeavoring with all that God has given them and enabled them to be your shepherd during this time. And so today, I just invite you to join with me as we bow together for these three important needs and any other needs that you may feel on your heart, you feel free to pray for those as we pray together. So let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful for your son, Jesus. We are so thankful, Jesus, that you rose victoriously over the grave. What a glorious message today. What a glorious hope. We serve a risen Savior, and he is in our hearts today. And so, Lord, we rejoice over that. We thank you that the tomb is empty. We thank you that we live with the blessed hope that our Savior is coming again. So we we love you today, and we thank you for that hope that's in our hearts. Thank you that through you, Lord, we are more than conquerors. And so no matter what we face, whether, Lord, there are challenges especially um, relevant because of the pandemic that we've been facing, we pray, Father, that you will once again remind us that you, because of the resurrection, you have made us more than conquerors. We can overcome. And so, Father, today I just pray, Lord, for our rotational workers. I pray for all of those in this province, Lord, who have faced uh, some extra challenges, maybe the loss of an income, loss of a job. Lord, maybe other dynamics, Father, maybe loneliness. We just pray your peace. We pray that their minds will be stayed upon you so that they can find that peace that surpasses all understanding. We pray, Lord, for our global workers today all over the world. 
Give them peace, Lord. Protect them. Help them, God, to be your hand extended, even in the challenging dynamics uh, that they face on the foreign field. And so we lift them up before you. And finally, Father, we want to pray for our pastors. Pray for their families. Pray for their ministries. And pray, Father, that they will find peace with you as they endeavor to pastor and lead during this very challenging time. Guide them by your spirit. Let them know that you are with them and will guide them. And we pray, Father, that there will also come a moment and, or a season when they will be able to find that rest to just relax and refresh them, we pray. Thank you for the resurrection today. Thank you for your church people. We love you. And we commit this day to you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. from Nairobi, Kenya. It's uh, great to be with you for this uh, Easter Sunday service. The verses that have been on my mind for, uh, for the last few days concerning this Easter season are very familiar verses from John chapter 3 verses 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. I trust that this Easter season, you know the amazing love of God and the great salvation that he has brought for us. God bless you. Greetings from Agape Home. I just want to introduce our newest uh, member of the Agape family. There he is. He's one month and four days old. I would like to take his soother out to see if he can cry. I'm sure he can. We want to say thank you very much for all you've done for us and for what you're going to be doing for us. There's many more little lives in this country that we want to bring in and make a difference. And there's a lot out there that needs exactly what we're doing every day, and that's love, touch, and soul. I know that Easter is coming, and we want to say Happy Easter to all of you. And this is, this is the greatest sound that you could ever hear at Agape. Babies crying, kids fighting, hitting each other, whatever. It's a very natural. So thank you for supporting us. Happy Easter to all of you. And God bless you. Stay with us. Stick with us. God is going to do greater things in the, in the coming days that's ahead of us. So Roy will just say hello to you as well. Hi. Um, I just want to uh, say a word about the uh, resurrection of Jesus. And uh, uh, in John chapter 20... Uh, I find it very interesting and, and impressive uh, the way Jesus appeared to his disciples after he had been risen from the dead. And uh, there was one of them who was skeptical, and that was Thomas. And uh, he said, I'm, I'm just not going to believe it until I see with my own eyes and, and touch him and see. And so Jesus, you know, Jesus loved uh, even Thomas. Though he was skeptical and refused to believe, Jesus loved him enough to come and appear to him personally and provide incontrovertible evidence and proof that he was risen from the dead. And so Thomas said, just seeing him was enough. And I believe for us, though we have not maybe seen Jesus ourselves, but we have experienced his love and we have enough evidence to know that Jesus is alive today. He's risen from the dead. So happy Easter. Hello everyone. 
we're in a restricted access uh, part of the world and we want to send you greetings and say happy Easter to all of you. Our scripture today is from Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. This scripture has always been very important to us, especially in this part of the world where um, sometimes the seed is sown, but it takes a long time for the blood. But we know from this script, uh, passage that his word will never return void, that it's always going out there, it's always doing uh, the work that it was intended to do. And uh, take courage from this. And we want to bless you and thank you for your support and all your help. And uh, we wish we were there with you. God bless. Bye-bye. Hello from St. John's. We're the Bradbury's Paul and Paula. We didn't expect to be doing Easter greetings from Newfoundland this year, but here we are instead of in Senegal. God's timing is uh, is always best, and uh, our plans have changed over the year, but um, we will be going back to Senegal when the time is right. During this uh, pandemic time, things have not been easy, but uh, Galatians 6-9 has been a strength to me, and I hope it is to you. It says, do not grow weary in doing what is good. In due time, we will reap a harvest if we do not grow weary. Also, uh, I would just like to thank you again for your support and uh, pray for us as we prepare to go back to Senegal in August and uh, have a happy, happy Easter and be blessed. took my place 
And I'm speaking to you from Bangkok, Thailand, a very, very hot Bangkok, Thailand this morning. Um, and I want to speak to you on my life verses. The uh, portion of scripture that I want to speak to you about is in Matthew chapter 9. And um, Jesus is looking at the crowds and he looks at them and he's filled with compassion. 
And as Jesus looks at the crowds, he says to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And the same thought is given again as Jesus sends out the 70 in Luke chapter 10, verse two. He said, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. And again, in John chapter four, as Jesus has been speaking to the woman at Samaria, uh, the woman of Samaria goes back to her home to uh, tell about what she has heard from Jesus. And as she is back in their community, the disciples return to where Jesus is at the well. Jesus speaks to his disciples and he says to them, um, look on the fields, they are white already unto harvest. Don't say it is four months and it's harvest time, but look now. And I can imagine Jesus looking on the fields and the crowds from Samaria coming toward him. In the same way, uh, I would like to say to you that today it is harvest time here in Thailand. And as we look on the fields, we see the fields are ripe unto harvest. The fields are ripe with men and women, children, young people who are in need of a savior, people who want to know who Jesus is. Please, please pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers. Thank you. Hey, hey everyone, happy Easter from Phnom Penh, Cambodia. From Ian. Sophia and Tiffany uh, one verse that we want to share with you guys today is actually one of Emmeline's favorites so she's gonna share it for us I have told you these things that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world and we just really feel that that is an appropriate verse for us for this past year and we're thankful for all that God is doing here in Cambodia and now we're entering into a new lockdown time because of rising COVID cases in Cambodia. So we've had to close the doors to outside students coming into our center, but we still have a hundred students who live up here on the top portions of global. And we're considered one big giant happy family in <laughs> one, one big bubble. bubble. And so we can still do everything with them inside of our building. So it's an amazing opportunity and time for us to really dive deeper into our relationship with God with each other. Even just the other night, we had a worship night and it was beautiful to see them just kneeling and worshiping and just crying out to God for their own lives and for their families also. I mean, we're seeing that they want their families to know the Lord. Um, and for Child Care Plus, even though we're not able to go out to the villages, we have our workers that are there on the ground doing the work. And so right now we're entering into a time of food shortages again, like last March. And just uh, pray with us for some wisdom on how to navigate all of these issues that we're facing. So, but God is good. And we wanna thank you for your support, your prayers, and we wanna wish you a happy Easter. Thanks, say goodbye. Bye. Greetings. Greetings from Candy Boulevard. I'm not in Manila this morning. Our church service this is a Sunday morning. Our church service is going to be in Candy Boulevard. You probably will hear some of the youth in the background practicing. I'm just at the rice field. I would like to bring you greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our risen Savior, Lord and Jesus Christ. I would like to read a passage of scripture 
which is pertaining to that, and it comes from 1 Peter 1 and verse 3. Praise be to God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. Please stay safe in these times. We don't know when this will be over. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get home again. But until we do, until we see each other again, may God richly bless you. And always remember that we have a fantastic hope in Jesus Christ. And that the song says, because he, Jesus Christ lives, we can face tomorrow. We can face any uncertainty. May God richly, richly bless you all. Hebrews 13 verse 16 says, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. This verse stands out to us as a reflection of some of the lessons we've been learning this year and certainly coming up to Easter season, we are, we're reminded of the ultimate sacrifice and great gift that has been shared with us. What stands out to us about it is the don't forget to do good part, the not forgetting that it's really been a discipline in this time when we are all grieving, we're all disappointed, we've had things that we've lost, we've had opportunities lost, friends perhaps that have been lost, um, we've suffered illness perhaps some of us, and all sorts of disappointments. And yet we're exhorted to not forget to do good and to share with those around us. What a great opportunity 2020 and 2021 are for those who are willing to open their eyes and see the opportunities to do good. We ask you to pray for us that we would see those opportunities around us as we're praying for all of you. And may we not forget the great example that Christ set for us in the midst of his suffering, giving us great hope, the great gift of salvation, and that amazing offer of eternal relationship with him. Blessings to you all. Well, good evening, all of you. Thank you for joining with us for this service, and I bring you greetings in the wonderful name of our risen, exalted, triumphant Lord. His name is Jesus. My wife Catherine joins me in wishing you and your family happy Easter, and we trust that you had a wonderful day with your family and friends. I want to share a message with you entitled, The Resurrection Brings Hope and Truth. Another Easter season is upon us, and little did, little did we know one year later that we would find ourselves still in the midst of the pandemic with its restrictions and adjustments for in-person gatherings, mask wearing, steady 20, and now the vaccine rollout. Nevertheless, optimism is in the air, and we are moving in the right direction. Let's continue to hold fast. I am very mindful of the toll that this past year in particular has taken on all of us mentally, 
emotionally, financially, and spiritually, and how it may have impacted you and or your family. Please be assured of our thoughts and prayers as we continue to navigate through uncertain times in our history and our province. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Let's be encouraged today. We will get through this. No doubt we have all heard and shared in the various and varied variety of services throughout this day, whether in the church building with gatherings of 50 or less, or the online platform, we have been reminded of the message of Easter once again and what it really means. And it is, Jesus Christ is not dead, but he is alive, alive forevermore. Therefore, we have hope. In this message, I too want to declare the Easter truth and the hope of the resurrection. This gospel is a gospel of hope. We who have lived all our lives in the sunshine of this hope can hardly realize the difference it has made to mankind. When we read of how Jesus on the solemn eve of his departure discussed with his favored students whether the soul was or was not immortal. When we remember that even among the Jews themselves, the two religious groups of that day were divided on this point, the Pharisees maintaining the resurrection and the Sadducees denying it. We see how much we owe to the unseen hand, which on that first Easter dawn rolled away the stone from the tomb and transformed the vague hope into an assured fact. One of the statements of faith for the Pentecostal Assemblies of Newfoundland and Labrador is, we believe in the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his virgin birth, in his sinless life, and in his miracles, in his vicarious and atoning death, in his bodily resurrection. Yes, indeed, we believe that. Christ did truly rise again from the dead, and now again his body with flesh, bones, and all things appertaining to the perfection of man's nature, wherewith he ascended into heaven, and there sits until his second coming. The Apostle Paul declared that if Christ is not risen, then our preaching and faith are in vain. We are found false witnesses. We are yet in our sins. The dead are perished, and we are most miserable if we have hope only in this life, 1 Corinthians 15, 14 to 19. I'm reminded of a strong statement written by Meyer Perlman. He wrote, and I quote, The resurrection of Christ is the miracle of Christianity. Furthermore, it is the miracle which with the entire Christian faith stands or falls. For Christianity is an historical religion basing its teachings on definite events that occurred in Palestine over 1,900 years ago. These events are the birth and the ministry of Jesus Christ, culminating in his death, burial, and resurrection. On these, the resurrection is the capstone. For if Christ be not risen, then he was not what he claimed to be. His death was not an atoning death. Then Christians have been deceived for centuries. Preachers have been declaring error. The faithful have been deceived by a false hope of salvation. But thank you, Lord, 
instead of the interrogation point. We place the exclamation point after this doctrine. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. All of us want to hear a word of certainty when things are bleak. For example, a cancer patient after treatment longs to hear the doctor say, you are cancer-free. Well, the university student, after a long semester of hard studies, longs to read the report that says, you have passed. The load and the fear is lifted from their hearts and minds. And so it is, as we live in days of sorrow and care, or as our news describes even this week, scenes like Alaska helicopter crash kills five, or the OPP identify the victim of first-degree murder. Out of control, wildfires in southern Alberta, or the news report, Burma forces kills dozens in the deadliest day since the coup. Yes, we all live with evil, pain, and fear in all of our societies around the world. We too want to hear a word of certainty concerning salvation, and there is life after death. At Easter, we have the truest and the surest word that any person possesses. For Jesus says, because I live, you will live also, John 14, 19. Paul, the apostle, also said, and God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. The greatest news that human ear has ever heard is that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead as he promised. His resurrection is the truth, chief proof of the Christian faith. It is a doctrine that lies at the very foundation of the gospel. Other doctrines of the Christian faith may be important, but the resurrection is essential. Without a belief in the resurrection, there is no personal salvation. The Bible says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, Romans 10, 9. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have the answer to the great question of the ages. If a man dies, shall he live again? The Bible teaches that because Jesus lives, we shall live also, John 14, 19. The greatest truth that we can ever hear is that Jesus Christ died but rose again, and that we too will die, but we can rise again into newness of life, according to the Scriptures. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, neither will we. If the gospel message is emptied of this truth, it becomes vain and empty and therefore false. Our faith will be without substance. There is no mistake that the physical resurrection of Jesus is the cornerstone of our faith. Without it, the entire structure of Christian belief crumbles. Again, the Scripture teaches the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is not a spiritual resurrection, as some believe. Jesus' very body was raised by God from the dead, and someday we will see him. Actual death, actual resurrection. The resurrected Christ lives today, but in another very real sense, in the very heart of every true believer. In 
though he is in his glorified body in heaven, yet through the Holy Spirit he indwells the heart of every Christian. Scripture says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus' resurrection is proof of the atoning character of his death. Every aspect of the Christian life from beginning to ending is associated with it. The cross only has meaning when we view it through the open tomb. Let us rejoice in the truth this Easter and with a shout of victory. Christ is risen. Come and see the place where they laid him. We have the living truth. He is not dead, but alive forevermore. Let his truth be the focus of your Easter. A few months ago, the first vaccine arrived in the province to much attention and excitement, and pictures were taken for the media. Hope was reborn for those fighting on the front lines of this pandemic outbreak. Well, I must remind all listening today, there is another greater virus to be confronted and it kills not only the body, but also the soul. There is no vaccine to be made or shipped that will cure it. But yes, there is hope. The only remedy is found in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and by faith it is applied to one's heart. The total price has been paid. When God sent his only son to a world of sin and darkness to care for the virus called sin, the world Receive the completed message, Christ defeated death. Death defeat was turned into victory. Death was turned into life. There is nothing in the entire world that offer, offers hope against death except the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the empty tomb. To this world, the tomb represents the end. But to God, the tomb is merely the womb where life comes into existence again. Jesus left the tomb open to let us know it wasn't the end. There is a way out. It is Jesus. Today, in closing, I offer truth that is biblical and historical. Jesus rose from the dead. In defeating death, Jesus has defeated sin, self, and Satan. In so doing, he offers release, relief, and salvation. What will you do with his offer? Good evening. On behalf of my wife Kathy and I, we'd like to wish you a happy Easter and assure you of our support and prayers at this time. It's a privilege to come together for this very special time of year and the celebration of Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we have the opportunity to uh, celebrate and remember all that transpired during that special time of year. We uh, want to take the opportunity to share in the Lord's Supper together. And while it may be a unique thing to do that on a Sunday evening, especially Easter Sunday evening, we are reminded that uh, a very important part of the uh, death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ is the hope that he's given us for his return. If you have prepared the emblems to uh, celebrate and participate with us, we certainly encourage you to do that. And if you didn't prepare, we certainly invite you to reflect on the thoughts that will be shared and the reading of God's Word and the time of celebrating communion together. The celebration of the Lord's Supper 
or Holy Communion is a value, belief, and an ordinance of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Newfoundland and Labrador. And this has been practiced since its inception well over a century ago. Our statement of fundamentally central truth states that the Lord's Supper, consisting of the elements of bread and the fruit of the vine, is a symbol expressing our sharing the divine nature of our Lord Jesus Christ, a memorial of his suffering and death, and a prophecy of his second coming, and is enjoined upon or required of all believers until he comes. Our local assembly constitution and bylaw says that the ordinance of the Lord's Supper shall be regularly observed as enjoined in or instructed by the scriptures. We find that in Luke chapter 22 and 1 Corinthians 11. The commemoration of the Lord's Supper or communion by us as born-again Christian believers has a very significant meaning for the past, the present, and the future. In the past, Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper as an extension of the Last Supper that he celebrated and shared with his first disciples. And on the night that he was betrayed, they shared together the bread and the fruit of the vine. And in doing so, Jesus taught them and reminded them of why he had really come to this earth. Jesus came to give his life upon the cross of Calvary to pay the price and the penalty for our sin but also to rise again in resurrection life to give us hope not only for today, but hope for the future. In Matthew chapter 26 and uh, verses 26 to 29, it says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. And so in the past, Jesus was about to go to the cross, and he provided a wonderful uh, template and celebration for us to remember his suffering and his death and his shed blood upon the cross of Calvary. But we also realize tonight that the Lord's Supper or communion also has a very significant meaning for us today. In writing to the Corinthian Christians in the Corinthian church, Paul wrote to a congregation that was somewhat uh, divided and somewhat distracted from the things that were really important. The fact that Jesus had come and give his life as a ransom for many and rose to resurrection life to give them hope for today and for the future. And so Paul received instruction from the Lord and passed on this ordinance to the congregation at, at Corinth. And as a result, he provided an ordinance for us to follow as well. Today, we have the opportunity as Christians to remember the death of Christ on our behalf. And so we celebrate together. And I invite you to do that as we read. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake together. Thank you, Lord, for your broken body. Thank you, Lord, for the suffering that you endured, and Lord, the grief that you bore on our behalf. 
Lord, we pray today for healing of the soul, healing of the mind, healing of the body, healing of relationships, Lord, healing in your church. We thank you, Lord, for the healing that you provide for us. Thank you, Jesus. Paul goes on to write, and he says that in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's partake together. Thank you, Lord, for your shed blood. We thank you, Lord, for all that you paid, all that you provided, Lord, through your wonderful plan of redemption, your plan of salvation. And we pray for anyone that may be watching here, Lord, that needs you as Lord and Savior. May you speak to their hearts, and even now, Lord, may they invite you into their lives. Lord, help us to be thankful. Help us to be grateful for all that you provided for the benefits and the blessings of salvation. We also realize tonight as well that celebration of communion and the Lord's Supper also provides us with a hope. And as Jesus shared with his disciples in the Last Supper, and also as Paul shared with the Corinthian church and shared with us as well in turn, we are reminded of the hope that we have of one day celebrating with Jesus and thanking him for what he has done. John wrote in Revelation chapter 19, and he said, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and the bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Then the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who were invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. We thank God today for the resurrection. We thank God today for the wonderful hope that he's given us through Jesus Christ and all that he's provided through Calvary and through his resurrection power. We look forward to that time and one day we will gather together from every tribe, tongue, and nation, every color and creed. We will gather together around his throne and we realize that we will celebrate together all that he's done we will bow at his feet, lay our crowns at his feet, and we will give him all the glory that is due his name. In this time of challenge, in this time of change, let us hold on to the hope that we have, for he is coming soon, and we look forward to his return. May God bless you. How great the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night Then through the darkness Your loving Christ, my living hope.
Your buried body. 